Well, good morning, everyone. Um, welcome. Welcome to our service. Uh, whether you're here in person or whether you're joining us online, you're most welcome this morning as we gather together uh, for worship. We're going to start our service by lighting uh, the fourth Advent candle. Uh, I'm going to move across to do that. Uh, we light the candle to remind ourselves that Jesus came to be the light of the world. So we light the candle to remind ourselves that Jesus came to be the light of the world, but no matter how dark uh, the darkness becomes, the light can never be extinguished, and the light overcomes the darkness. Now let's pray. Lord God, we thank you that uh, you sent your son Jesus to be the light of the world, and as we light this fourth Advent candle that traditionally reminds us that you are the Prince of Peace, uh, we pray for your peace to come in our hearts and in our world today. Amen. Uh, our reading today comes from the Gospel of Luke. Um, we find it in chapter 1, um, and it's verse uh, 39. Um, Mary visits Elizabeth. At that time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea, where she entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped, leapt, leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice, she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child that you will bear. But why am I so favoured that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached uh, my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed is she who has believed that what the Lord has said to her will be accomplished. In the story of uh, the retelling of the story of Christmas, um, this is often a passage that is kind of left out a little bit or neglected a little bit. Uh, Mary's visit to her cousin Elizabeth. Um, it's not one that we focus on in our choral services. It's not one that we uh, choose to particularly read, but it's come up on our lectionary for today. Um, and it's actually quite an amazing, it's a very short passage, but it's quite an amazing passage. And it's packed uh, with lots of things. And today we really want to think about that little phrase uh, that, that leaped for joy. And the fact that the baby in the womb leaped for joy. What does that mean, to leap for joy? Um, we have become accustomed uh, in many ways um, to the term now, especially over the last uh, 24 months, uh, of fake news. Um, news that is put out there, um, that appears to be real and proper and true, but actually is fake. Um, and in a sense, that all became um, much more of a magnitude uh, whenever um, the previous president of the United States press secretary stood at the podium in the White House um, and said, well, that might be the truth, but it's not my truth. Now, we know that in any kind of disagreement, there's your truth, my truth, and then there's the truth that sits in between, but th there's still the truth, isn't there? Um, but yet, uh, in the world and in the propaganda uh, of organised uh, countries, the propaganda of the media, uh, this fake news has crept in. This concept that we can say what we want, and if we say it often enough, then everybody begins um, to believe it. Uh, we, we can see that, actually, in our news streams at the moment, because 
Um, often, whenever we hear of a new variant appearing, it's the new variant could, or it may, or possibly. And whenever we hear those phrases often enough, in our heads, our minds trick us and we drop the possibly could and may out of the equation, and we just hear well. But that's not fake news. Fake news is whenever something is being told as truth, but is not truth. And in one sense, whenever Mary arrives to Elizabeth and says to Elizabeth in this passage, in a short synopsis, Elizabeth, an angel appeared to me and has told me that I am going to carry the Messiah. Elizabeth could simply have went, (laughs) yeah, right. That's the other one. What's that about? This Messiah that we've been waiting for, everybody talks about it in every generation before. Uh, As we did in the Psalms of the Ascent, the generations pass on the faith, and so the generations know that the Messiah will come. But it's been so long that everybody keeps saying that he's going to come, that he's probably not going to come in our lifetime. And so are you carrying fake news to me, Mary? And in a sense, whenever we speak of the Advent season of Christ's return, that it could be imminent, that it could be now in this moment, in our heads we say, well, we've heard that all of our lifetimes and all of the generations before us since Christ walked this earth. So it's highly unlikely it's going to happen in our lifetime. And so you can see how there could have been a lot of confusion in that moment whenever Mary arrives um, at Elizabeth and Zachariah's house. Now we know that at this stage, um, Zachariah um, is already speechless um, in the story and in the account. Um, we see that uh, before whenever the angel appears to him and he doesn't believe it and so uh, he is created dumb until the baby is born and he declares that his name will be John. Could be the ideal husband, couldn't it? One that listens, but doesn't speak back. Could be the ideal husband if they just listened in the first place, wouldn't it? Um, we do listen. Don't get, don't get us wrong. We do listen. <laughs> Not sure what we do with it sometimes, but we do listen. But this, this moment... We can't miss this moment because in this moment, whenever Mary appears, whenever Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaked in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, in one sense, we could dismiss that simply as, well, every baby will move in the womb. There's a moment where every baby that is being born over that period, the mother will feel the movement of the baby, and if there is no movement, will become worried that there is something wrong with the baby. And so it's a very natural occurrence to have that movement in the womb. And in a sense, that's why it's not just felt the baby leap in the womb, but felt the baby leap, and she was filled with the Holy Spirit because 
Whenever the Holy Spirit of God speaks to us, whenever we recognize the Lord's voice, and that's effectively what it's saying, that she recognized the Lord's voice, the Lord's moment on her life whenever the baby moved, that it wasn't just a movement, there was something else going on. That John the Baptist, the herald for the Messiah, recognizes the Messiah whenever both of them are still in the womb. And so they leap for joy. Let me pose a question at this point. What causes you to leap for joy? Now, if we, if I asked that question to a primary school assembly, um, they would have lots of different questions. Um, because in this moment, in this environment, um, of the season that we're in, the hands will go up and it'll be a PlayStation or it'll be a bicycle or it'll be a whatever that they're hoping for, for Christmas. And on Christmas morning, we can see those faces light up and those leaps of joy whenever those things are present there for them. But we know that this question is much more than that because what causes you and I, what causes us to leap for joy is something that God is saying, and this is deep within us. It's beyond, in a sense, our own circumstances, beyond what we can control. And it's the external circumstances of the Lord present with us. Because in that moment, the long-awaited Messiah is present in Elizabeth and Zachariah's home. And it's his presence that caused the baby to leap for joy. I wonder where are we looking for the presence of the Lord today? What suggestions are we currently involved in? What suggestions are currently engulfing us that we are looking for those opportunities to see that moment of God's presence? Or are we seeking our joy from some other external source that is not the Messiah? Elizabeth says, As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed is she who, is, who, blessed is she who has believed that what the Lord has said to her will be accomplished. And we need to remember that at this moment, whenever the baby Jesus is in the womb of Mary, she cannot see or know the extent of the purpose of that incarnation. She is walking by faith and trusting in belief that what the Lord has promised to her is true, that it is not fake news. As we've said over the last number of weeks, we call the past faithfulness of the Lord into our present circumstances so we can stand on His promises, believe them, and allow our hearts to leap for joy that He is present with us. And if we read on in this passage, we get into Mary's song or the Magnificat as we would know it. 
Uh, my soul glorifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. Mary bursts, in a sense, into song of joy and jubilance that God has chosen her. And we could easily dismiss this and say, but that's okay for Mary. God chose her. But if we read through the pages of the scripture, God has chosen you and I as well. We are a chosen people, called by him to know him, to love him, and to live out his purpose. He created us, knit us together in our mother's womb. We are fearfully and wonderfully made, the scriptures tell us. They also tell us that we have been adopted as sons and daughters. We are heirs and co-heirs with Christ. Therefore, today, may our hearts leap with joy that the Lord is present with us. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you that you are present, that you are not aloof or far away, and that in your incarnation, your presence with us, we find strength, grace, and truth for the next step on our path. In your name, amen. As we go in peace, may the wisdom of the wonderful counsellors guide you. The strength of the mighty God defend you and the love of the everlasting Father enfold you. The peace of the, the, peace of the Prince of Peace be upon you and the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son and Holy Spirit rest upon each one of us this day and forevermore. Amen. Amen.